and welcome to the Point of Care Ultrasound Certification Academy podcast, where we focus on POCUS. Here, we will discuss all things related to Point of Care Ultrasound, the practice, the trends, and its impact on healthcare. Our program will engage thought leaders who are defining global patient care with the stethoscope of the future. James Day here today recording live from the Focus on Pocus studios on a rainy Philadelphia morning. Today we have Joseph Williams, RDMS, as our guest. Joseph Williams is the medical director and CEO of LET International. Joseph is a highly motivated, driven, business-minded medical professional with 30-plus years of expert proficiency in maternal fetal imaging and medicine. He has leveraged his extensive clinical experience and finely honed skill set to focus on the challenges of the maternal fetal mortality rate in Africa and the Caribbean. He is also heavily versed in medical quality assurance and patient satisfaction training. Good morning, Joseph Williams from South Africa. Good morning, James. How are you doing? I am doing fine here at the top of the world. It's winter here. I imagine it's uh, summertime there in uh, Johannesburg. Yeah, I hate to tell you this, but I'm in shorts and a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. And you're a sonographer originally from uh, Washington, D.C., is that right? Yes, yes. I got my training in Washington, D.C., University of Maryland, and I've been a practicing sonographer for, since 1989. Wow. You want to tell our audience of your efforts in the uh, maternal medicine in Africa? Absolutely, absolutely. First of all, it's a pleasure for uh, me to be on your, your podcast because this is definitely needed, um, I think, in the podcast world. So I moved to Africa about 18 months ago, and one of the reasons I moved to Africa is because the maternal mortality rate in Africa equals 88% of the whole world. Wow. So basically, we have about 800 women dying per day hmm. from complications in pregnancy and childbirth, and that was a 2017 um, research that was done by the World Bank. So basically, when we started looking at why these women were dying, we found that one of the big reasons was lack of protocol as it came to imaging. A lot of these women had bleeding. A lot of these women were hypertensive and something that in the U.S. we take for granted because we routinely see these kind of patients in the U.S. and we routinely put them on aspirin therapy based on the information that ultrasound gave us. But when we came to Africa, we found there was no such protocol. So immediately we started talking to the large hospitals and establishing general protocols for ultrasound. And then we ran into the problem that there was not enough trained sonographers in each hospital. So we now started putting together training uh, specifications for the sonographers that already exist. And now we're talking to the Ministry of Health to see if we can put together an allied health program um, that is more specifically directed at sonographers, not just x-ray technologists. So basically that's what we're doing right now in Africa is we're putting together a team to make sure that these technologists are trained adequately to make sure that they can screen for the diseases that are killing these moms every single day. Wow, that's impressive work. Those are some really scary statistics too, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've often heard about that in Africa. I didn't realize it was so brutal, those stats are. Absolutely, it is. It, it's Africa has come down. I mean, we've dropped about 2.3% in the last four or five years, but we're still up there as the country with the largest mortality rate as it stands for fetal medicine. 
So what are the opportunities for value-added growth in Africa, sort of, uh, I guess, as it pertains to point-of-care ultrasound? Well, it's, it's, it's great because right now Africa is a blank slate waiting to be written on when it comes to point-of-care ultrasound. Point-of-care ultrasound does not exist specifically in Africa. So in the U.S., we have specific ultrasonographers that are specifically trained in specific specialties, you know, from cardiac to pediatrics. Mm -hmm. In Africa, it's all generally lumped together under x-ray. So there's really very little specific training here. One of the value-added is, is actually establishing diagnostic protocol. The second one is partnering with medical device companies to establish training upon their sale. In other words, we're pushing these medical device companies to every piece of equipment they sell. It includes training with that equipment, not just applications, but two or three weeks of intense training in ultrasound. And that training has to be sustainable. So one of the partners that, you know, a lot of the partners that we've started establishing a relationship with, for instance, like the World Bank, mm -hmm. um, who writes out these large checks for hospitals to be built, they're now starting to realize that you can't just keep writing out checks. It has to be a quality assurance thing. You have to make sure these hospitals are quality assured. So we're now partnering with companies and banks like that to they send us in as consultants to make sure these hospitals are up to date on their quality before they get uh, funds for investments. So it's, it's actually a very big value here in Africa, what we're doing. You know, I've, and I've heard stories uh, where uh, a major ultrasound vendor will send, you know, boxes of the machines, and that's great, but they'll come back a year later and they're still in a closet because there's not enough adequate tra training. <laughs> um, and that's, yes. that seems to be a good thing, what you're doing. It is. It is. So do you have any more perceived uh, challenges of uh, the point of care growth in Africa? What do you see sort of standing in your way or challenges? Well, let's let's just talk numbers, James. Mm. Kenya has 43 million people. As of 2017, the census was 43 million people. There are only 200 radiologists registered in Kenya. Okay. Wow. So just just wrap your head around those numbers. I did a fellowship at Boston uh, General, and Boston General has 902 bed, but they also have 126 radiologists. So it gives you an idea how disparate it is when it comes to Kenya. Nigeria is 175 million people, but they only have 370 radiologists in Nigeria. That's about wow. one one radiologist to 500,000 people. So I think the challenge here is is to get an allied health program going so it takes the pressure off these doctors like we have in the U.S. and Europe and Canada and now in the Caribbean. So I think that's a large challenge that we're facing here is how do we get into these colleges and universities and establish this kind of ultrasound and radiology program and therefore free up the doctors to do what doctors need to be doing. Be in the operating theater, be with the patients, but don't try to do CTs and ultrasound because we don't have the manpower for that. And then the second challenge is the midwives. We have midwives that are actually practicing medicine in rural area blind. They're feeling around to see where the placenta is when it's very clear we can use a portable ultrasound to find that out before mom bleeds to death trying to push through a placenta previa. So those are some of the big challenges that we're facing now. Wow. I mean, that sounds... uh it sounds like, you know, just some handheld devices would take care of a lot of, you know, is, is this, you know, where's the placenta, uh, is this twin, soldier, soldier exactly. dysphagia, those things like that. Exactly, exactly. Tell me a little bit more about the Caribbean. I didn't realize something right there on our back door. You know, I, I have gone to Haiti. Yes. But I, what, tell me about the rest of the Caribbean. Well, I just actually went to the Cayman Islands to do a class there with the Cayman uh, Health Public Authority Hospital, and it's the 
the big hospital in the Cayman Islands. So basically they got a bunch of their OBGYNs and midwives and radiologists together because now we have a lot of technologists that are actually moving to the Caribbean from Canada and a few from the U.S., but mostly from Canada. And now the, the Caribbean actually is pushing for their own uh, ultrasound society, kind of like we have the American Institute of Ultrasound and Medicine here. So we went there to actually construct a training class, and we found that these techs were very highly motivated and very specialized trained. I mean, we trained cardiac techs as well as OBGYN techs. Um, in St. Kitts right now, uh, Eastern Caribbean, there is a huge hospital project that has a uh, deadline. I think in two years, they'll build this huge hospital. And one of the push is diagnostic medicine in these hospitals. So basically, they want to be like the United States. But as one of the, the uh, doctors said to me, he said, we want to leapfrog past where you were and get to where we should be. So basically, they want to skip all our mistakes and get to the place where they're actually adding value by giving proper diagnosis. And then also, lastly, is the importantly, is the point of care ultrasound. In the ER, they are now trying to do ultrasound as a part of their treatment process. So in, in other words, instead of sending this patient to ultrasound and then trying to figure out where it needs to go, they do a quick ultrasound in the ER. He has an aneurysm. We know now he needs to go to CAT scan and stop wasting time. So I think that if, if we look at the Caribbean in the next four to five years, they're going to be very close to where the United States is now. That's great. That's good news. Yes. So just as we're coming to the end of the podcast here, I just want, was wondering about the future of the maternal medicine and uh, point of care in Africa. What is that looking like? Well, you, I think you uh, actually made a point that I want to comment on. You said handheld ultrasound devices. We have mm -hmm. a couple of companies from China and Korea that are pushing to get into Africa because they now realize that the future is handheld. Because you have to understand, James, that a lot of Africa is in rural areas. So mm -hmm. I can't take a big GE Volusan into a little hospital in, in Tanzania. So a lot of these uh, wireless ultrasound companies now are coming on board where a doctor or a technologist or a midwife can use their cell phone as the screen, use the ultrasound, and actually broadcast that image anywhere in the world for diagnosis. This is the future. But in order to do that, we have to get the medical devices fully on board to where they're willing to invest because a lot of these rural areas are not going to be able to afford $30,000 pieces of equipment. So I think the future in medicine here is going to be mobile medicine, mobile ultrasound, especially as it pertains to point of care. Yes, and I've heard uh, and read uh, where they'll, you know, they'll have some midwives who know some basic, basic ultrasound, you know, first trimester moves. And they'll uh, use the chieftains, I think, a sat phone, and they'll send yes. that like tele telemedicine, and a radiologist will read it in a more of an urban environment. You, have you run across any of that in your travels? Absolutely, yes. There are some big teaching hospitals in um, Kenya, and actually in Rwanda, there's a Chuck Hospital in Rwanda, which is a huge vascular hospital that they're actually now pushing to get that technology. The technology is there. It's now they're getting funding for the government to be able to afford it. And also, we have to understand that midwives, especially midwives and physicians assistants, do a large portion of the medicine there. So to arm them with something like that would be invaluable. We're trying to actually get the midwives um, to look at the ARDMS new midwife certification and to see if they can actually pass those certification classes and then we'll provide them the practical, um, the practical knowledge, the hands-on knowledge for that. But the theory has got to be there first. 
So much to think about. Yes. Mr. Williams, I want to thank you for taking the time to be here on today's show. And we appreciate the audience for listening in. So you guys, don't forget that for even more POCUS talk, you can follow us on Twitter at POCUS Academy and on Facebook at POCUS Cert Academy. Joseph Williams, sonographer at large in Africa. <laughs> it was an honor to have you on our podcast, sir, and thank you. Thank you for having me, man. This is a great thing that you guys are doing. Okay, and bye-bye. Take care. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, Focus on Pocus. Be sure to tune in with us next week for more interviews with thought leaders that are on the forefront of global point-of-care ultrasound. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are the views and opinions of the guests and not those of Intellios. This podcast is for information purposes only. This podcast are the views and opinions of the guests and not those of Intellios. This podcast is for information purposes only.